Cece's back. back. Oh my god. And uh, it took us to 2021 before we could record the next episode. Doesn't feel real. But mark our words, this time around, we're going to be consistent. It's going to be the beginning of a good thing. I hate to break it to you, Gloria, but the last episode recorded was in June. Come again? June, July, maybe. And um, we also were like, this time it's this for real it. <laughs> it'll be a bi-weekly episode and then the world got really it just didn't get any better and it was really crazy and for yeah. those of you who's been following us on instagram um we also wrote a book during this time and that really really messed up a lot of our content plans yeah just it just took over our lives yeah let's we should talk about that for a second um yeah, the book is, I guess, our little COVID baby. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of COVID babies, I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of people, a lot of our friends at least, um, have, my friends have had kids. Yeah, mine too. Or like, you haven't seen your friends in so long. You kind of vaguely know they yeah. have a kid, and then you see them finally, yeah. and you're like, holy crap, the kid's talking. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Where did the time go? Yeah, and, um, but the book happens to be our COVID baby, <laughs> and, um, we it was way harder than I think I ever imagined yeah. it was gonna be. So to give you an idea of how how it went, yeah. we when we first got in touch with the publisher, they actually reached out to us about writing a book. Yeah. And we were we were both like, This is the right thing to do. We mm-hmm. have so much content. This and, and honestly when we write, we don't plan that far ahead and we just write uh, about what we want so we're like oh this is such a great chance for us to organize everything so um it it can be a helpful guide for those of you new to skincare Mm -hmm. or even the veterans and at first we're like oh yeah we just organized our blog post that's it and then we went back and we're like crap we had to rewrite everything (laughs) yeah rewrite it i don't know how many times we reorganized the book Mm -hmm. because we just couldn't figure out what would be the best way to like really like develop and like open the skincare world um and we probably rearranged it so many times strictly because we were thinking like well for a complete beginner Mm -hmm. how would they want to read it and then also for the biggest expert skincare junkie like how could they easily find the material they wanted and yeah all i can say is i'm so happy it's done (laughs) and over um but it doesn't. I don't think it's gonna feel real till we actually we get hold a physical the book. copy. Yeah. I need to email. <laughs> the We're supposed to get uh, a physical copy very soon, yeah. and we would we would probably be doing Insta Live to uh, to share some of our yeah. favorite content from the book and give everyone a preview. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for that. <laughs> what do you think? Tears of joy? Will there be tears of joy? I don't know. I feel like when I was done, I thought I thought this was a project where mm-hmm. when we see not even the final printed copy, yeah. when we saw the complete PDF, I will shed a tear of joy. Yeah. But when I saw it, I was just like thank god that's done <laughs> yeah and ah, oh, i'm sorry if you find a typo like let's just say you know funny we thought about you know doing skincare education like gloria and i are not the best writers so that was also a kick in the ass um yeah. when but, when i graduated high school i was like well that's the last essay i'm never gonna do right about <laughs> or even college too yeah yeah so but anyways all right so since this is the first episode of the year, probably should give a quick introduction to anyone that's new to us. So 
We'll just give you our quick little podcast blip and then we'll go from there. So, yeah. Gloria, you want to go for it? Hi, I'm Gloria, <laughs> skincare yeah. chemist. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Victoria, skincare chemist too. And um, so we are Chemist Confessions and we are an educational skincare blog um, that turned into a brand and we... Now turn authors. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and... Um, what we do is we decode ingredient lists, we break down some skincare science, we have a little fun as well, and um, we actually started this podcast because we really just wanted it to be a more human side to the skincare science. Yeah, the point is to just have a conversation. Yeah. I think what we see a lot, obviously we see a lot of BS, a lot of mumble jumble mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. um, things that overstate their efficacy. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's also frustrating is sometimes we see people with good intentions want to talk about the science behind skincare, but it somehow it comes off really daunting and yeah. we purposely use big words um, that just doesn't, that's not very inviting for everyone. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. And honestly, skincare science can only put a logical framework mm-hmm. to the world, but there's obviously a lot of caveats. Mm-hmm. Skin is so personal that. Um, it's good to really understand how there's so much gray area just within science. Yeah, I think the more I work on chemist confessions, the more I think about skin science and what we do as a tool. Mm-hmm. Something that, uh, I mean, science is a learning progress, right? Yes. And the more I work on chemist confessions, the more I realize we're not here to preach this is what you need to do 100%, yeah. but this is to guide you and hopefully help you make sense of what you're doing, which is realize that so many people who's really lost yep. about it so. exactly so yeah so this is the podcast it's a human conversation we talk about news um we have like a meat of the podcast a topic theme and then um we have our little animal corner which we'll get to <laughs> later and that's it oh we also drink oh what are we drinking today Victoria? <laughs> this is like 2 p.m in the afternoon what are we drinking but it's friday so <laughs> that's all that matters and i am drinking the it's called crustfall it's a peach berry pie sour beer uh from boulevard brewing company it's a tall can it's a tall friday <laughs> if you want to send us free beer samples <laughs> that'd be great <laughs> Help fund our little podcast, please. <laughs> yes. Uh, I am drinking a self-made concoction that is about uh, five parts bubble tea, like oh, bubble fruit I, tea. If you said soju, I swear. And about eight parts soju. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, can't hang. Not, I, I'd be asleep. Yeah, well, anyway, that's. Yeah, for sure. So, um, also, actually, we should probably catch people up on what we've been doing since June for all of our previous listeners. Um, Gloria, any big news since last summer? You know, now that you put it that way, I'm like drawing a complete blank. (laughs) I feel like everyone must feel the same way with COVID. It must feel like so much has happened, yet nothing has happened. Yeah, (laughs) for real. Um, I think... Probably the biggest thing for us is that we moved our company. Yes, we went from NorCal to SoCal, which is which I think typically any move is painful, yeah. but during COVID that was extra painful. Yeah, exactly. And um, for me personally, uh, I adopted a good dog finally. The chemist confession uh, confessions animal count is now up to three. <laughs> yeah. So um, her name's Maisie. 
She's an Australian cattle mix. She's pretty weird. We're about know. to get her DNA test back, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I've never actually, I don't know too much about Australian cattle dogs, but they are pretty damn smart. So that's pretty impressive. I just find that a double-edged sword. Yes. I have two cats. One's pretty smart. One's not so smart. <laughs> <laughs> the smart one is uh talks back, gives me cute, and yeah. learns how to open all sorts of drawers. So. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's it's talk about therapy. It's much needed therapy. I recommend recommend it for everyone. Although probably those that are looking probably realize like everyone wants a COVID companion right now so I know it's like pretty tough we actually had a pretty tough time ourselves so good luck and uh if you need dog therapy please find us (laughs) (laughs) all right cool so to start off we're gonna do a little bit of news I feel like skincare news has been it's like a roller coaster, right? Right. I think when COVID quarantine first started, everyone's about self care, self care, and now yeah. everyone's so sick of anything COVID related. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah. So, and I think it's um, everyone in the industry is also having a tough time. Yeah. Like, I, I think usually there used to be a cadence, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, winter you talk about your skin barrier, mm-hmm. and then by springtime you're planning your skincare around vacations, mm-hmm. and now it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I just feel like, I mean. Just speaking from the brand side of mm-hmm. us, like we've been struggling so hard with just product development. Like right. we've got so many launches planned, but not being able to be at the factory to be able to see how these formulas get made. It's such an important piece to us. And obviously every part of the product timeline, there's a delay now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. For those of you who know this, where our cleanser went out of stock, <laughs> yeah. I think in spring, Last year, like right around COVID. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, oh, yeah, I'll be back in stock in two weeks, a month, two months. Three months. Crap. <laughs> it's been a quarter. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been really tough, but we are trying to. Um, can we share about it yet, this episode? Which one? What, what do we want to share? Oh, gosh. Hmm. The big reveal. What, what are we revealing? <laughs> we have a new product uh, and a 2.0 coming out soon. Yeah. Um, by 2.0, we mean Victoria and I, when we first started the brand, we talked about just, we're not trying to be a brand that has a hundred products. We're not trying to, um, put out any, every single product anyone can possibly want to buy. Um, but for us, it's just meaningful pieces. So let's say we have a moisturizer, Mr. Reliable. Yeah. Hint, hint, wink, wink. (laughs) Nudge, nudge. And after a few years, we revisit the formula Mm -hmm. and we talk about what we want to do to make it even better. So that's what we mean by 2.0 versions. And um, we have a few 2.0 versions in the works and one that's very close to being ready. So close. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Good hint. Yes. Um, But yeah. All right. So back to the news. Um, First things first, every year, well, in our first year, I guess, uh, we usually do um, a recap of some of the... We really do a recap. (laughs) The last year was such a wash. Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) But yeah, so we do a recap of like trends for the next, for this coming year. So for 2021, after scouring the internet, these are the trends Mm. that um, people believe will happen in skincare. So first things first, microbiome focused skincare. Bueno. Celebra- uh, celebra- celebrate. I can't read. <laughs> Celebrity skincare. 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Blue light protection skincare, which we've Ooh. already seen an explosion of. Skincare to calm inflammation. I can understand. That's very relatable right now. Which there's now a term for it called inflammaging. You know, I, I think actually like it. Yeah, because I think I went to a seminar a thousand years ago on the concept of inflammation, but yeah. at that time it was so upstream, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was a talk given by one of the universities, mm-hmm. and it's kind of cool to see a very, very uh, upstream science concept trickle down to marketing and people starting to understand what that means. Yeah. And then next thing is hand care. Uh, makes, makes sense. sense. <laughs> uh, refillable skincare products. So I think, I feel like that one's been talked about it's been tried um i see celeb brands starting to take that in so that's kind of a good sign but ultimately it's still i i don't know i'm still on the fence i think it's a good initiative but i don't know if it necessarily um will catch because it's really all about consumer behavior yeah yeah exactly i feel like it's like fetch people keep trying to make it happen (laughs) but hasn't really happened yet yeah i think the problem comes down to execution yeah right first of all you have to be a big ish brand for it to work because it to have that infrastructure to make sure that um the it's actually meaningfully recycled i think is also harder than people think and i also think motivating consumers to purchase the refillables Mm -hmm. it definitely takes the right brand and the right customer base right um to really get let that like set off and yeah catch so i don't know i always really like that i remember um back in college when i first started learning how to use makeup i'm Mm -hmm. still really bad at it um i really like that mac at that time already has the whole like send empty eyeshadow pants yeah, back to them thing yeah. i never finished a band so that kind of didn't work out for me but it was really nice that they had that yeah no i mean i agree mac has done some really cool initiatives mm-hmm. i personally believe more in like post-consumer plastic mm-hmm. um reusing that material um that is going to take a little longer time because that's the even more expensive route but um that's something that i think gore and i we've been really wanting to see how we can incorporate that in the future but we're small it's a challenge (laughs) (laughs) yeah so and then finally barrier repair creams yeah i think that goes hand in hand with inflammation yeah um i think everyone's everyone's more aware of that now especially with the constant use of hand sanitizer yeah so we i'm all for it i'm excited to see those trends yeah do you personally feel like there's a trend that any other ones? Ooh, 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 we're starting the betting pool early. Um, what's in the horoscope for twenty twenty one? I said <laughs> Saturn is coming into <laughs> the northwest quadrant. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, I'm gonna see microbiome. That's my yeah, guess. yeah. I agree. Um, the there's so much science to process actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree. I think that's growing. I. I think the thing for me that's that's more disheartening is like the explosion of Blue celebrities. Light. Oh, that. <laughs> Blue light too, but celebrity skincare. Oh. Mm. It I it's just I I would like the idea of like a celebrity teaming up with science. Like I think Victoria Beckham like teamed up with uh, Augustina Bader. Mm-hmm. Um I kind of like that route a little better than just like 
what's what's the recently um what is recently that brand pharrell pharrell's brand oh oh god yeah i don't know if you guys saw i think the brand is called human made um it's beautifully packaged they're using refillable um packaging Mm -hmm. but it makes no sense to me there's like a rice powder cleanser and then there's like a gel cream it like there's no organization to it and i don't really know what the mission is behind that i think we read an article on it Mm -hmm. and his his whole thing is that I grew up in humidity, so I want my face to feel humid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just, ugh. yeah. I don't know. That that's the one that I I think this year will be really big. <laughs> Exciting. Anyway, so that's that's the general sum up for 2021 and what we can look forward to. Um, ingredient wise, I will say last year was definitely the year for niacinamide. Oh, yeah. oh my god! To the point that Gloria and I literally felt the need to be like yo maybe that's too much niacinamide yeah and the thing is like it's a great ingredient don't yeah. get us wrong we always preach as one of the big fours like it's an ingredient that could benefit any skin yeah. type really yeah. we like it as formulators yeah but we just we um i wrote a post with some really crappy math error but this point stands is because it's easy to put in everything you can easily find uh, you can easily accidentally put together a routine that has 10% niacinamide in your serum, 5% in your moisturizer, and 6 more percent in your sunscreen. Yeah. And it's just too much of a good thing is very real in skincare. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I mean, the interesting thing is through um, kind of the community, we're learning that, yeah, niacinamide, even niacinamide, something as vanilla as that active um, can be too much for people and they are dealing with irritation. So... At least that's the sum up for 2020. What about this year, Gloria? You think there's going to be a standout ingredient? Yeah. I don't really know. That, yeah. that, my, the Jupiter in the Northwest quadrant <laughs> is really messing with my intuition there. <laughs> Looking a little murky yeah. in the Uranus sector. <laughs> ceramides? <laughs> I actually was going to say, I think ceramides might be big. Mm-hmm. Um, CeraVe has, is definitely. They are on the come up. They yeah. have always been, but definitely getting a lot of attention right now. And I think that there's going to be a lot more ceramide products to come. Also, um, just within January, I've noticed a lot of focus on azelaic acid. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I'm really curious to see what happens. So azelaic acid is an anti-niacinamide and that it is a pain in the ass for yeah. chemists to work with. Yeah. So that's maybe part of the reason why it's not as easy to just pump out azelaic acid mm-hmm. products um but also there's some regulatory funkiness there as well um but yeah i'm definitely looking forward to seeing more of that that's yeah. a great ingredient too yeah all right so next in the news we want to sum <laughs> up what the heck the fda has been <laughs> up to these past few months and bless their hearts they aren't not only are they underfunded, understaffed, underappreciated, my my, have they have to deal, deal with a, just a circus right now. So Gloria yeah. found some really cool stats that I like to share. At this point, I don't even remember what I was research, uh, researching, yeah. but then I stumbled upon the FDA warning letter page, yeah. and just out of curiosity, I was going through it, and recently they've had to deal with so many 
bull BS claims about COVID cure,、yeah. which is very very dangerous misinformation right now. Yeah. So they they've had to send out warning letters to brands that claim things from. Elderberry prevents viruses from attaching to host cells and is a great herb to use to prevent infection. Shame on you, elderberry. <laughs> <laughs> Licorice and adaptogen. Not a anyway. Adaptogen is another story. Licorice and adaptogen. Immune amphoteric. What does that mean?、Uh, antiviral and demulcent herb. As an immune amphoteric, it can strengthen a weak immune system while simultaneously reducing a hyperactive immune response. You telling、Come、me、again? my Twizzlers can help me prevent getting COVID? Yeah, never mind. I get on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! All and, right. And then the last one I found was just is just so bizarre. I copied and pasted a whole paragraph because the whole thing was really good. But I'm just gonna read some snippets. Yeah. It、Go、was it. a brand、mm-hmm. that、um, they claim natural herbal recipes to cure COVID, and she、mm. wrote something along the lines of, or maybe it was a he.、Um, <laughs> he she binge researched and found that four thieves was the only thing effective against the Black Plague. Excuse me. What? All right. Cool.、Wait. We're going back to medieval times. Yes. So then, based on listening to her intuition. She realized the Black Plague was bacterial, and COVID is viral. So then she put all these learnings together and put together an herbal tea, and then she ran her quote unquote own clinical trials, resulting in proof of efficacy of her antiviral variation of her Four Thieves tea. Oh my God! First of all, do not use medieval remedies or any sort of mention of that as clinical evidence that your stuff works. That's horrible. You know what happened during the Black Plague? Even after they found four thieves, <laughs> people died. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm just not laughing. But yes, I went to London. I guess not recently, but they had a little board on the、um, near the Tower of London. Yeah. That. Tabulates the most important events that the city has been through. Like, oh, fourteen hundred, this happened, and there was like the plague. Like a third of the city died. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm laughing, but I'm just baffled by that logic. Ah.、Uh, yeah, so, anyways, poor, poor FDA. Yeah. So that's what they've been really busy with, because obviously any COVID-related remedies、uh, is a big seller right、oh, now. Oh dear lord. I mean, at the end of the day, uh. Taking a rem-、uh, an herbal tea probably doesn't hurt in a very general sense, but if you're taking it as an antiviral, I yeah, just not good. Even a, an anti anything like unless there's again unless there's any sort of human clinical evidence, don't do it. Shame、yeah. on you! <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. And last but not least,、um, we have to. We have because we have to. Um, we've gotten so many questions about the whole Puritil scandal,、mm. so we figure we should just weigh in as formulators, as sunscreen formulators,、um, our general thoughts and how we respond to hearing that kind of news. So, yeah, Gloria, any initial feelings? So I I, I feel kind of bad for Puritil, and it does highlight. One of the main reasons why Victoria and I haven't done sunscreen ourselves,、mm. because any responsible formulators will tell you that it is 
incredibly difficult mm-hmm. and um it's costly it's time consuming mm-hmm. and when you test for spf value there's so there's a few different test protocols you can use around different zones like i'm not going to get into the test numbers but yeah there's a few and it is very probable that you're going to get drastically different numbers with different protocols yeah um so that's problem number one problem number two is um stability of sunscreen and their and their packaging and how it's basically everything matters right? yeah, yeah everything um you so i always like to this give this personal example for me when i was formulating a sunscreen back in the day i was so baffled that i could add probably the most innocent ingredient I could go back for a reading and suddenly my filter system is failing Mm -hmm. so if that gives you any sense of like how difficult it is to formulate also um in compact even just how it sits in compatibility yeah the compatibility means you're testing the formula with the final packaging Mm -hmm. to see how it's holding up and even with that sometimes you run into issues where your formula is degrading or even the packaging is degrading um sunscreens are temperature sensitive um so that's why we always talk about like following those expiration dates try not to leave it in the car they're just that sensitive mm-hmm. um so that said like we don't work for purito yeah. we don't know uh the inner workings of what happened yeah. they did do the right thing uh, where they pulled it as soon as they they found out and they got the results um and they found um that the spf was actually a 17 mm-hmm. so Although significantly less, um, you are still getting some form of protection. So um, I wouldn't worry so much on the side on the fact that um, you are putting yourself at major risk for a skin cancer um, just because, yeah, an SPF 15, if used properly, um, still gives you protection. Um, So, yeah, I mean, ultimately... It is really sad. It's sadly not surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, and all we can do is... Actually, our recommendation is generally to shop for bigger brands. Yeah. I mean, as a small um, indie brand ourselves, mm-hmm. um, we, we try to give shout outs to other uh, indie brands who we think are doing great work. But sunscreen is one of those categories that, you know, you do want to go for mm-hmm. a, the L'Oreal's, the um, PNGs mm-hmm. of the world because... Um, they they are that much more scared of class action lawsuits. <laughs> and also, they will put their sunscreen through the ringer. Yeah. Maybe a small brand only has a budget to do one test and hope that that one test translates over and over again. Yeah. A, big, a big brand might test their sunscreen eight different ways, eight different times. Eight I, different locations. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, one, one last thing um, I will say is about uh, geo- geographical locations. So, um, what a lot of big companies do is test their sunscreens in various clinics across like different countries mm-hmm. and different facilities. And they're all tested in a very um, uniform, calibrated way. Um, and the most amazing thing is even through those protocols, those values can change dramatically. Um, no one, it's just in some ways it is so illogical. It's crazy. There's no, no, explaining that but that's just how finicky it is um just in measuring sunscreen protection yeah so all in all shop big brand if you're really worried about you know the filter system not holding up um 
they definitely have to do their research. Well, that's an uplifting end to the new section. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Uplifting. We'll, we'll work on this for next episode. <laughs> All right. Finally. Um, yeah. Let's get to the actual meat of the episode, which I don't think we even talked about. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> We yeah. have the meat, and yeah. the meat of the day is anti-aging. RB, don't sue us, please. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this month, uh, if you guys are uh, follow our Instagram, we've been all about anti-aging, start of the new year. Uh, Gory and I are sol- solidly in our 30s. No! <laughs> no, fake news. Sorry. <laughs> get up. Um, yeah, and so for those of you um, just... Wanting to get into sunscreen, we are covering uh, anti-aging, which can pretty much focuses on wrinkles. Um, yeah. Just, just, just um, to, man, after that not-so-uplifting period of segment, <laughs> we have to talk about a not-so-uplifting segment called wrinkles. Um, yeah. Anti-aging undoubtedly is why a lot of you might have gone to um, yeah. skincare in the first place. Yeah. Um, just to get out there, this is also a category where you will hear a lot of really sexy claims that make mm. you want to buy a product. But Throw money at it. Yeah. Reverse time. I think people are at least past the like really crazy claims. Like, yeah. uh, look younger in five days. Or maybe yeah, not. I don't agreed. know. I mean, anti-aging itself as a term, I personally don't love because... It's just not very realistic. Right. Um, It's really all about aging gracefully, Mm -hmm. um, slowing down aging. Rather, I mean, everyone's aging. It's just a better, healthier mindset to have less stress with your skincare routine. Yeah, and that's why I think for me, the more uplifting part to talk about is always about um, prevention. Yeah. Um, And that kind of ties in with aging gracefully and just know that you're treating your skin right. Yeah. When it comes to correction, that's tough. Yeah, so we typically break it down into age prevention, Mm -hmm. mild um, anti-wrinkle treatment, Mm -hmm. and then like hardcore anti-aging or i guess hardcore anti-age anti-wrinkle treatment um so with that gloria want to walk us through age prevention yes so with age prevention um we cannot overstate this enough wear your sunscreen wear your sunscreen wear your sunscreen (laughs) sunscreen is the number one age prevention thing you can do for yourself yeah um yeah and if you honestly if you have a basic, a solid basic of um, cleanse, moisturize, and solid sun protection habits, then that's half the battle. And to kind of add to, uh, add a layer to that is your antioxidant. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the good stuff. Uh, and antioxidants, the gold standard is vitamin C. Mm. And when we say gold standard, the difficult thing is it's probably one of the only antioxidant that's been mm-hmm. validated over and over again for topical use yeah what we mean by that is uh if you if you are just curious and you get on google scholar and you google antioxidants you will see a ton of really promising data that says oh this extract or that compound can eradicate up to 97 percent of the free radicals and then but if you read a little further you'll realize a lot of those studies are done in a petri dish or in a little test tube, which a lot of times that is the first step 
but that doesn't necessarily translate to skin benefits. Yep. So, uh, L-ascorbic acid is a form of vitamin C we usually recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't like L-ascorbic acid, because it's it is possible that your skin is a little sensitive sensitized by L-ascorbic acid. Especially because nowadays so many products have 15, 20, 25 percent. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, it's like, it, it's like a pissing war on how high you can get L-ascorbic acid. Sadly, yes, of course, you know, now that people are starting to pay attention, people want to know the science, people think it's, it's all about hitting the numbers or going past the numbers, but just remember, it's all about finding the right concentration that's both effective Mm -hmm. and doesn't cause irritation it is not just about it has to burn and it's effective like trust me that doesn't help you in the long run yeah actually it's funny i think when we first started chemist confessions we're all like oh just make sure you're getting enough um because most actives out there there's only a A cat cat sneeze worth of active (laughs) and i was like oh so clever and now i feel like brands are catching on that people know about percentages yeah then everyone's all about i have 20 percent, but i have 38 percent that's just that's not really that helpful and so either. irresponsible mm. it's not it doesn't help anybody it doesn't help any user find what they need so just keep those thresholds in mind um and just to add on to the vitamin c um for those who do struggle with irritation there are a couple like very few vitamin c serums that are like five to ten percent actually yeah look in the k beauty space um Mm. we've noticed that they started coming out with lower concentration um serums Mm. um so uh, i think claire's has one and then we are currently looking at the good skin days one yes we're testing that right now look for a review shortly (laughs) Yeah. yeah so um next thing exfoliation yeah so um cell turnover is very very important to your skin actually you know i still remember those um mall demos where they'll grab your hand be like oh so young just scrub 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 yeah and i always thought that exfoliation was like kind of hokey like yeah. it's fun but it yeah. sounds really hokey yeah. um but it actually has a lot of proven benefits for mm-hmm. skin in the long run um so do it <laughs> yeah i mean the goal behind it is you know, you're just keeping your cell turnover on a good schedule. It slows down as you age. Yeah. So you, it definitely needs help as you age. Yep. So with that little help, um, you, you know, helps buff the surface of skin. You've got smoother surface. You've got glow. Um, probably got even adds a little bit of glow. Um, so, yeah. And of course, if you are doing chemical exfoliation, you have to sunscreen so you can't forget it. Yeah, so I think that covers age prevention. Yeah, those are your um, solid foundation yeah. if your routine has antioxidant, exfoliation. And I should add that um, a combination of chemical and physical is the best. Um, yeah. But with physical, just keep it very gentle. Yeah. Um, so something like a contact sponge, silicone brush. Yeah, like really soft bristle brushes work too. Yeah. Um, I always joke that we should sell concrete slab as a hardcore <laughs> It should not hurt. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, this is just our typical humor on a daily basis. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so next thing is um, just light aging maintenance. Um, so this is probably you're hitting your 30s. 
you're starting to <laughs> I know. Uh, you know what? When I turned 30, I was like, this is great. I kind of know where my life is going. I In my 20s, I felt way lost. This is not about living. I, I just did not know. I feel like just adulting had not figured it out. Mm. Turned 30 and I was like, yes, this is the decade. This is my true like 20s. This is my prime. Right, exactly. <laughs> then 31 came around and I'm like, no. Now it's like you are solidly in your 30s. Yeah, mentally, I don't know. It's a, it's, I was kind of like, oh, it kind of stings. But anyways, that's my mental wraparound (laughs) (laughs) yeah so all right light aging maintenance so you might be seeing like just um some fine lines and wrinkles coming in and the only thing that we recommend trying to add is a retinoid um so uh you don't need a lot um you can start as low as 0.1 0.3 um and it's just a matter of figuring out like how to incorporate that by, and while minimizing, you know, the irritation, the redness, things like that. And that will really help. Um, retinol has been shown to uh, help with wrinkle reduction, pigmentation, even a little acne assistance. It's just a matter of dialing that concentration in. And also, and same thing to keep in mind mm-hmm. is the, the name of the game is to use an effective concentration without irritating your skin. There isn't a point to using retinol if you're molting like a snake and yeah. your face is on fire the whole time. You don't yeah. really need to go that hard. Um, just know that there is an acclimation period. Yes. So in the beginning, some shedding is okay. But if it like uh, if a typical toner or serum you use is starting to stain, like your skin barrier is that compromised, then it's not really a good place to be. Yeah, so when that does happen, just um, think about your dosage um and then just start dialing back frequency um i think that's the easiest place to start um gloria has drier a little bit more would you say sensitive at least sensitive to retinol yeah yeah i'm my skin is very acid tolerant but really sensitive to retinol yeah so for your onboarding you typically do two uh, i do 0.3 percent twice a week and and got to a place where i'm like this is great my skin's used to it. I don't shed anymore, yeah. and like I can just I can see the brightness coming. Awesome! Time to go up to three times a week. Molts like a snake. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's just how it is. Um, you can be on point one for two years before you decide you want to dial it up. But I think that's probably the easiest um, one with sure benefits in anti wrinkle um, to incorporate. Um, just takes a little patience Mm -hmm. yeah all right and then finally for those who have um the wrinkles are really starting to come in now um really want to start leveling up that care um there's a couple things you can do so first things first you can dial up your retinol Mm -hmm. um 0.5 uh one percent yeah um but same same thing apply you you're not looking for that excessive irritation yeah and if you can get your hands on it, you can even try going into tretinoin. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that again, if you are doing that, don't go using it at the same frequency that you're already using it at. Go back to how you first started. Mm-hmm. Um, again, uh, the reason why we're so afraid of irritation is because when your skin becomes irritated, 
you kind of have to stop your actual routine and dial back to the basics of just cleanse sunscreen, moisturize until your skin is healthy again to start introducing all those actives again so it's kind of like you almost have to backtrack and yeah Mm -hmm. all right next thing uh aj's can definitely level that up yeah and the gold standard is glycolic acid Mm -hmm. and i know a lot of you have a lot of questions about how to use both aha's and retinol in the same routine Mm -hmm. and the easiest way is to just alternate nights um aha's my personal favorite way to use it is just a one time a week um mask and mm. you can go upwards to 30% if you want. Um, our gold standard um, glycolic acid <laughs> is a booster mass at 30%. I use that once a week. Um, if I'm on retinol, I actually dial it back. My skin's very acid tolerant, mm-hmm. so 30% home use um, PO mass is perfect for me. Yeah. But if I'm on retinol, I either mix it with another like soothing mask or something to just take that percentage down a little mm, bit yeah. or I just um, or I dial back or I change the molecule instead okay. of glycolic acid I'm going to use a lactic acid instead ah, um, so yeah it's about managing that so I, I chemically exfoliate once a week and then retinol twice a week um, and then on the other night I don't use any sort of active it's all about soothing barrier repair type of ingredients Yeah, and that's kind of how I manage it you can always some people's skin are just really tolerant to actives you can definitely dial up from there um, but just proceed with caution and I just I won't say just have a little fun with it too absolutely yeah for sure I think you know now that the science is getting more of a spotlight we kind of feel like the fun is starting to it's starting to not be fun it's starting to be a little stressful and you feel feeling lost is is not fun it it feels like you are just you might even be ruining your skin um i agree it's like you know the idea of really customize it make your own and as long as you're listening to your skin you're being safe you're not like adding five new actives in at the same time um yeah definitely have fun with it and for me i'm definitely one that's a more active tolerant um so i'm pretty aggressive with retinol i actually use up to one percent nightly um but definitely i can't do a glycolic acid treatment um once a week with that kind of routine so i'll actually use our baby steps uh gluconolactone forward uh treatment and my skin seems to really like that I love doing it more because I can start looking really ashy mm. um, with too much retinol. So I just feel like it just takes that ashy level layer like right off. And it's, yeah, the stinging and everything, it's, it's not too much. Yeah. Yeah. So other than retinols and AHAs, um, there are peptides mm. and other, uh, other ingredients positioned to be anti-aging or wrinkle correcting, preventing. Mm like collagen mm-hmm. how do we feel about those ingredients <laughs> <laughs> Boop. fell into a trap Boop. it's a trap um okay so we'll start with peptides first um we typically like to recommend things like matrixyl haloxyl these are actually based from a supplier called Sederma. Mm-hmm. they have done some pretty extensive clinicals on their peptides and you can now get it um but the the thing to keep in mind is you do need quite a high percentage. You're looking at anywhere between two to four percent. Um, so 
they have yeah and it's shown to help you know treat crow's feet forehead wrinkles um so we really like that peptide other than that the industry is quite a zoo and it's only getting bigger <laughs> yeah i think last year was the year of um growth factor yes. which is a form of like illegal is it illegal or dipeptide i think illegal peptide yeah. and it feels like uh, now it's like illegal peptide 78 and you know yeah. yeah it's absurd i mean even for a chemist we have to reference the the supplier of the peptide to know even with the same ingredient name right yeah. sh illegal peptide 3 versus mm-hmm. uh illegal pept- acetyl uh hexapeptide 7, seven. yep <laughs> it all comes back down to like the data that matches up with that and yeah. and it's it's a hot mess yeah so all in all if they have done a clinical or even a consumer perception study um that would be really helpful in, in selecting the peptide um skinceuticals has done many many studies as they typically do a clinical on you know their products with peptides as well which is a good example and murad too mm-hmm. um collagen yeah glory collagen <laughs> 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 collagen um there's two facets to it yeah. one victoria just wrote a wonderful article on um collagen ingestibles which is a huge topic oh, in beauty madness it was a dark dark rabbit hole i just look up and see her reading papers with like there's a Uh, lot and it's a mess but anyway read that article if you're interested in details long story short it's a mess look for some form of hydrolyzed collagen in your Mm -hmm. supplement and make sure it clearly labels how much collagen is in it because nowadays you'll see a lot of actually just vitamin blends with some some tiny amount of collagen yeah and just yeah so read the article for more details yeah uh Topical collagen, another big topic. Uh, know that 99.9% of products out there that have collagen, it's only there as a hydrating ingredient, not as an anti-aging ingredient. The in- inky is usually like hydrolyzed collagen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we recently did do a collaboration with Algenis who shared the details of how they created their collagen molecule and how they're able to um, create a product where collagen is the number one yeah. ingredient on the list that was super cool because we are often very skeptical mm. of collagen ingredients um just never found one that did their due diligence um so it's cool learning from tammy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's I really it's really good to nerd out with someone else in the industry and that has uh, that ingredient has been through many many different tests so it took them six years I believe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, to actually um, go from their inception of their vegan collagen molecule to an actual product Mm -hmm. and the testing that they've done from analytical all the way to testing the final product. um, Really impressive. It's just, it's such a relief to find a brand that, you know, kind of embodies and has the same mission as, as the ones we share. And so... Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. And um, if you're curious, check out our blog. And yeah. I believe um, the live session that we did with Tammy is still on our IGTV. So yeah. check that out. Yeah. But otherwise, if they don't have a clinical and they tout mm. some miraculous collagen molecule, please ask them for some sort of data to mm. share, you know. Or another thing um, is look for an insurance policy. Mm. Um, and 
sometimes brands they want to introduce new molecules Mm, they're a little worried that <laughs> efficacy might not be there or it's too expensive that mm. they can only put just so much of it um and so they might put in you know vitamin c they might put in niacinamide niacinamide is the most common one yeah yeah um to buff up that ingredient list um so that's kind of a nice insurance policy if you want to give it a shot uh yeah and anything else well ultimately (laughs) i mean with hardcore anti-aging you're gonna need the help of an in-office procedure Mm. i hate to say it yeah but it's just topicals to be honest can only do so much they're starting to push that barrier but um if you're looking for real significant results i i truly believe in an in-office procedure lasers microneedling only in office not at home i know we have a question coming up for that but yeah that i think um would be the next big move yeah for sure um i am definitely curious about that stuff yeah so maybe we'll report back with findings but (laughs) yeah so um i think microneedling from what we've seen um collagen stimulation wrinkle reduction even pigmentation um yeah it's all i think that's like a great place to start so if you are looking into in office i know with covid it's really hard to do right now um vet the esthetician definitely go in ask questions um find an esthetician is almost like your skin therapist Mm -hmm. um so it's a great partnership to have to really like level up your routine yeah, so I think that's the meat. That is the, the meat. meat. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. We're done with the meat. <laughs> All right, so this comes to our favorite part. Are we singing still? Break, 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 break it, it up. up. Break, 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 break it, it up. up. Woo! It's Animal Fun Fact Corner. Yeah, so we do this selfishly. Yes. <laughs> we, and y'all are just along for the ride. Yeah, we. so for those of you new to our podcast, we take turns finding really trolly, weird animals, and we share some fun facts about it. Yeah, Um. I think it's just a personal, like, like or just a personal interest we both share and it is not exclusive to the cute and cuddly i think animals <laughs> of the past have included the cute and cu- cuddly quokas yeah. and mongolian cats are really funny yeah. all the way to like some hang harpy board uh, the harpy bird what was that one oh. the, the harpy one. harpy eagle yeah yeah that one was really badass and yeah. um and insects that like chews off someone else's head and gives yeah oh oh the jumping spider yeah jumping spiders insects have really really hardcore mating rituals and it's really funny i think the one there's like a hang fly that mm-hmm. has to find a big enough um uh Meal? gift yeah, yeah basically you have to catch a big fat enough fly because if the female uh finishes eating before he's done she's gonna eat him too so <laughs> So yeah, just it's just the earth. Mother nature is fascinating and we love to have this show and tell corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week is my turn. And so Gloria usually doesn't choose another animal. This, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So this animal that I want to share really comes from just spending way too much time at home. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so I got to thinking about how like usually when you think of like poisonous, like big or just 
big um, predator animals mm-hmm. you think of Australia mm. and so I got kind of curious as to like what sort of possibly harmful creatures there are in the states oh okay interesting and um so let's see um so today what i'm gonna share is called the puss caterpillar p-u-s-s yes i know how it sounds (laughs) (laughs) okay all right so the puss caterpillar is about probably like three inches long that's what she said. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they're actually described as toxic toupees. Um, so Wait, if you me? look at them, they actually look like just like little fuzzy, like three inch little like um, thumbs, basically. Like a rabbit's foot. Yeah, uh, exactly. They, uh-huh. And they have like this beautiful like feathered hair. Yeah. But it turns out that the puss caterpillar um, actually within that beautiful fuzzy hair has these like poisonous barbs. Mm. And so for a period of time, um, they live anywhere from like North Carolina to Florida. Mm. And for a period of time, the hospitals during the summer were super busy because people were coming in with like really intense like um, pain, blisters, burning. Um, Yeah. So their barbs are actually really painful Mm -hmm. to the point that. Even just by, um, uh, even just by a little prick, you can feel the pain in your bone. Ooh. That's how toxic they are, and it's crazy because they're like the cutest little things. Um, so for a period of time, people would have these caterpillars fall on them when they were walking, oh, and just by accidentally falling on them, yeah, they'd have you know these like injuries from them. Um, the other thing is, even though they're like this beautiful looking. Um, just beautiful almost piece of hair um they because of those hairs they actually have to fling their poo because (laughs) (laughs) doesn't want to get trapped in the hair exactly can't mess up the beautiful haircut so this is like literally the only caterpillar that flings their poo around just you know for beauty yeah so i honestly was so fascinated because you think of you think of the states and you're like, oh, animals in the states are not that Pretty harmless, yeah. Yeah, like, we have rattlesnakes, um, mountain lions, but, like, you don't think of, you know, you hear, like, those giant plate spiders in Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, the other thing is they do turn into these beautiful-looking moths. They're the mm. ones that have, like, the glorious, like, fur on them. Mm. But these moths actually only live for a week just to mate, and then they die. So they actually spend most of their life as a caterpillar, a, no. a poisonous caterpillar. So anyways, that is the puss caterpillar in the States. In the States. So uh, friends in the Carolinas down to Florida, Don't watch touch it. out. Don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cute. <laughs> yeah. So that's it for our animal corner. Woo! Today I learned. <laughs> Ah, all right. So with that, um, our last bit is the Q and A. Yeah. So we pull some questions that you guys ask on the website mm-hmm. or from Instagram, and um, yeah, today we have four questions. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, I have just hit my forties and I'm starting to really see the wrinkles come in. Where do I start? Yeah, perfect for this um this episode. Um, like I said, it sounds like because you just are starting to see the wrinkles in. I can only assume you're probably doing like minimal anti-aging care. Uh, the first thing I look at is dialing up your retinol. Um, can you go up to 0.5, even 1%? Um, 
Um, we like to recommend uh, SkinCeuticals for 1%. What's the other one? I'm boring. <laughs> I'm boring here, guys. <laughs> the soju was getting to me. I knew it. <laughs> um, SkinCeuticals Skin Medica also has an assortment yeah. of... Um, of retinal concentrations mm-hmm. um i think obaji had a few that i like but obaji also likes to combine weird actors <laughs> <laughs> they are bird yeah. all right um and paul's choice they also have a one percent um that one's pretty mild yeah that one i think is encapsulated and yeah. you know that brings up a good point with retinol that we kind of forgot to mention is encapsulation that's only going to get more confusing as encapsulation continues to grow. Um, it's a double-edged sword. So the good yeah. thing about encapsulation is they um, scientists take the molecule and wrap it in something, right? And this wrapping around makes it one more stable. It protects the molecule, and B, it might help penetration and whatnot. Um, the difficulty with encapsulation and marketing is the concentration gets very confusing. Yeah. Um, I think look for brands that said X percent retinol. Well, actually, sometimes they lie about that too. So but the one percent retinol. Yeah, yeah, we've seen we've seen brands that market like whoa, like four percent retinol, and it's actually enca- encapsulated complex. Boo. That only it, it might only end up being like 0.1 or 0.2 percent retinol yeah. active. Yeah. So it gets very confusing when you're shopping. Yeah. Um. Generally, what we recommend is just you know, um, try to look for clinicals. Um. A lot of people kind of bank on just retinol being known and forego a consumer perception or clinical study. Um. And the other thing is, you know, sometimes you might trans like go from a 0.5% retinol to a different brand that's also 0.5% and you suddenly realize like the irritation you're it's like behaving a little differently or your skin's behaving differently um that's just kind of the nature of encapsulation it's really hard to tell um Mm. I would say that you know I I I feel lost because on one side it's like you shouldn't look for irritation to show that it's working. But you also, there is a chance that that encapsulation technology just isn't as effective. Right. Yeah. I don't really know how to like decide between these two, but I would say if you know and you're seeing results with that one brand, but you're just curious to try because you're hearing like the buzz, you don't have to do that, especially if it's working for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sl- uh, Skin Actives is definitely one of those like Evane Broke type of things, yeah. especially with tried and true actives at retinol. Um, if you if you are on a brand you're lukewarm about, there's nothing wrong with looking, but mm, yeah, yeah. And then the other thing um, we talked about dialing up your acids. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about peptide creams. Um, you there is a way to incorporate all three of these. If you have any questions, find us. Um, and then finally, maybe it's time to see an esthetician. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do a microneedling treatment, like I believe it's every quarter. Mm-hmm. And that's a good way, you know, to kind of boost that collagen, you know, help with cell turnover. Just a little pep in your step. Um, so, yeah. 
All right, question two. Um, I'm curious about using face oils in my routine. Do you have any suggestions? So I pulled this question with the anti-aging episode because mm. there are a lot of oils out there that claim face serums. Pretty crazy things yeah. like, oh, this oil is anti-aging. This oil is rich in polyphenols and this and that. And Ooh. it is <laughs> <laughs> the acid, the, the uh, sour beer is talking, but. Uh, uh, yeah, face oils are great, but it is a very singular purpose. It is an emollient that will help smooth your skin mm-hmm. and help enhance your moisturizers. It doesn't even work that well as a standalone moisturizer. Mm-hmm. So we really like facial oils, but like to overclaim its benefits is kind of kind of nuts to us. Irresponsible. Yeah. So don't look for fa- don't look to facial oils for anti aging. Look, it's a moisturizer, and we recommend using it as a last step of the routine or mixing it with your cream. Hmm. There's nothing really wrong with either. Just don't use it before your water-based um, ingredients and products like hydrating serums or AHAs. That comes after, so that's hmm. it. All right, number three. Is there anything that can improve droopy eyelids apart from surgery? Yeah, Um. Uh, all right, so... You know, I'm really trying not to end this episode on a depressing note, but again, I think ultimately if you can just manage expectations, um, every, you know, it'll be a lot easier. And the first thing is topically anything that involves sagging, drooping, um, lift, um, is very hard to treat. It's actually, I, I don't really have a lot of confidence in it, so I hate to say it, but I do believe that it involves an in-office procedure. Um, a lot of times people, you might see ones that talk about uh, ten in 10 seconds, like you can erase your eye bag. Mm. Usually what they're doing with these is they, they make a film. film. Yeah. So awesome for like makeup and special you know, events, you know. special events um one day who has special events anymore i know right <laughs> but yeah so it's great for that but it isn't doing providing any like long-term benefit um so sadly yeah we feel you um but i it's just the reality of it yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean we're not plastic surgeons or doctors dolphin consult them for a minimally invasive options yeah um, but yeah, topically, probably not. Yeah. All right. Number four. Thoughts on home microneedling. Is it beneficial for aging? Microneedling is very beneficial mm-hmm. for aging. There's a ton of data out there. Yeah. It, it just, there's data on it treating almost everything. Even um, hair, hair follicle. Loss. Yeah. Yeah. Hair follicle growth. It's actually quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Usually in in an esthetician or dermatologist office, they pair it with a treatment serum. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it works great. Home microneedling is another beast. We generally wouldn't recommend it. No, don't do it. Please, please don't do it. Um, the main reason is esthetician offices get to use a much longer microneedle. And much actually, finer. Yeah, that actually can reach, um, you know, where it should be like stimulating like the collagen. Home microneedling doesn't, but it does penetrate. And on top of that, um, you should be replacing those microneedles every time you use it. You collect bacteria, grime, and by re-rolling, you're reinserting that bacteria. 
that's why we really don't like just don't do it and please you, unless you're replacing the needle yeah and if you really can resist you really want to try it or you are using it and really liking it just definitely sunscreen oh uh, yeah sunscreen yeah. moisturize um you want something more occlusive to protect mm-hmm. your like skin because it is it, the point of micro needling is uh, provide uh, purposely and precisely wounding your skin yeah. so it is more susceptible to the elements so definitely protect your skin and sunscreen if you can't resist yeah for sure um all right so i have one last question for gloria because we are ending our episode so it's 2021 gloria we usually have some sort of goal like yeah last year i made a goal of like not buying lip product and actually if you don't count our little sunscreen (laughs) lip product thing um, I was able to stick to it. Um, but I forgot my goal. <laughs> I think yours was cleansing balms. Oh, I think yeah, you said yeah. like you, you know, it's a One category H- that makes a lot of sense for you. Mm. And you did try a few, although yeah. there's now like like ten more new ones. I, yeah, and I tend, I don't, I don't like trying it unless I'm wearing makeup. And 2020 yeah. is not the year for makeup. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for yeah. yeah. So Gloria. Mm. Have a skin goal, something you want to get into this year. Oh, last year I also said I was gonna really, really try laying retinol, and I think I was like doing pretty good. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my skin goal for twenty twenty one. I put it on the spot. I am drawing a blank <laughs> right now. Uh, okay. For me, I think it. personally for me as well i don't really have one i don't know why okay are we getting to the point where just like if everything stays as is it's good yeah it's more like count your blessings because we're 30 (laughs) okay so i think for me this would have been mine but it also leads to like our launch and i don't really want to say anything towards that um I'm 21 goal. <laughs> Actually, I have one, but maybe it's not 2021 it's in the books. I do really want to try more in office um, uh, things. Uh, I don't know what yet. Or it's um, just itching to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I I really am. I really miss uh, our esthetician friends. I miss yeah, going there. And um, yeah, I think. Uh, I've done in office micro needling before. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. Thousand. Yeah. How was your experience with that? Weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was was weird. it painful? No, it wasn't. Didn't mm-hmm. feel like much. What about the post? I always want to know about post procedure because I know people get itchy and like can't wash your face. And... Yeah, it was kind of. Now that I think about it, it was like a really mild one. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was kind of hokey, whatever she did. Oh. But I want to try a more legit one. Mm. And I also. I am very, very curious about Botox and, like, all the different really? stuff. I don't think I'm quite ready for that yet. No, but I, I don't see a reason <laughs> But I'm very curious about, like, minor things you can do in office. And yeah. I think there's just... Um, when we when we used to visit our esthetician friend, we talk about... Um, we love talking with her about what she sees and her clients' mm-hmm. needs, post-procedural care. And I think, like, yeah, now I really want to try stuff. Oh, I think that's a great one. Mm. Praying that we can get out yes. of here. Callie, you know who you are. <laughs> um, 
Okay, I think for me, my goal is trying to find better mineral sunscreens. It's a category I've really given up on. Mm -hmm. I just really don't like the texture. I don't, my skin color, like, I am kind of, I think I have, like, more of a yellow undertone. Mm -hmm. So, it really brings out, like, that white cast. Um, So, I think, like, with all of these, also with the, you know, general concern of sunscreens right now, I feel like that might be some a category I'm going to try to put more effort into and finding an alternative. That's a good one. Also, that's like not Murad. So Murad is like my cop out. This is her favorite But this screen. bottle is like $60. We, we do say. I can't get over it. <laughs> yeah, you want the formula to be nice enough where you want to slather over your yeah. face. But if it costs 60 bucks, you're not going to want to use that much the whole, every time. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, that's my goal. That's and we reached the end of the episode. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the plan for our next episode? Do we have an idea? You know, we haven't touched on anti-pollution. Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. So, I think for me... Oops. For me, that might be the topic we might try to tackle. Um, any other brand updates? Well, I think that's it. Yeah. Hopefully, by the next episode, we can share more of the book preview and launch preview. Oh, oh now <laughs> you're just asking for so much. I know. Um, yeah, but book mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we did this like routine section that we're really happy with um, just because. Yeah, it's always, like, the science is one thing, but it really doesn't make sense, I think, until you can put it all together. Yeah, Mm. I actually like the, I really like our history. (laughs) It's really (laughs) dumb, but um, it's it's just a way, uh, we created those sections in the beginning as a way to just break up the denseness of it. And Victoria drew these really funny bubble guys throughout different historical periods. Yeah, bubble guy <laughs> through the decades. <laughs> and it was really funny. Oh, thanks, Gloria. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, um, you know where to find this. If you have any questions, please write to us, email us, DM us. Um, we're happy to answer any skincare questions. And yeah. We'll see you next time. This will be a consistent (laughs) thing. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it will be. So anyways, thanks for joining us, guys. Hope you guys have a great week. And we'll we'll see you soon.